Welcome back to Neighboring. Neighboring is a series of interviews where we ask our friends and uh, coworkers and, and our neighbors, really, what does it mean to be a good neighbor? And today I'm here with Tiffany Gardner, uh, leader at Ambassador Enterprise around community engagement. Thank you for coming and talking to me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so tell me, what does community engagement even mean? It's a great question. So community engagement within our context at Ambassador is really designed around how can we help our employees be better involved in the community. So variety of ways that we do that, um, specifically at Ambassador, it's through programming. So there's about eight different programs that we have at Ambassador that's designed to equip and empower our team to be more involved in the community, whether that's giving them time off that they can volunteer um, or matching their donations to local nonprofits, just thinking through creatively how can we give them the tools and resources that they need in order to be better involved in their spheres of influence in their community? Yeah, uh, give, Ambassador Enterprises is, is a unique model. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're from Fort Wayne, you've <laughs> maybe begun to, to hear that name some. Uh, you guys work very intentionally, uh, at least over the last five or eight years, to kind of stay behind the scenes in the community listening. Mm -hmm. Give us, uh, give the audience an idea, what is Ambassador Enterprises? Yeah, that's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, we, do, we do a lot of different things, but kind of the clearest way to explain it is a philanthropic private equity firm. So what we mean by that is we do have this side that's very much for-profit, private equity, a little bit different than your typical private equity firm in that um, we invest and hold on to our companies in order to come alongside them and really make them better, whether that's their leadership, that's their organization, we invest to hold our companies. Um, and kind of similar model of how we work with for-profit companies by coming alongside them and, and really helping to optimize their organization, we want to do the same with the nonprofits that we work with in our community. Um, working to help them fill, um, first identify what the gaps are and then help them fill those gaps and. Um, really, how can we, with the resources that we have, not only our treasure, but even our time and our talent and other um, resources that we have come alongside those nonprofits. So what is philanthropy? For somebody that doesn't quite understand what philanthropy mm -hmm. is, do you have an idea? Uh, can you share some from your context? Like what does philanthropy mean? And maybe how Ambassador does it from from mm -hmm. different illustrations of philanthropy that plays out in the community? Sure, that's a great question. So. I would say a lot of times people equate philanthropy to charity, um, and I think that is a way of describing it. Ambassador would probably put more of a spin on it with investing. So, and what we mean by that is sometimes with philanthropy or charity, it can feel a little bit more passive in that here's a donation, but that's really the only interaction that we might have with a nonprofit, or that's really the only engagement that we have. Whereas at Ambassador, we want to be more of an active partner. So when we invest, it's not just here's a check, good luck, goodbye. It's more of how can we continue to develop that relationship and think of other additional ways besides maybe a traditional um, traditional donation or contribution that we can invest in your, in your uh, organization. So looking kind of for that mutual value exchange, whereas we have a lot of great um, resources and even the talent and our team, but also realizing that the nonprofit has a lot to offer us as well. They're the ones that are out in the community that are identifying those systemic needs, and that's what we're interested in helping people mm -hmm. solve is getting down to the root of the problems and the gaps in our community. And we know that they're the experts in doing that because they're living it every single day in their missions. They're going out, they're identifying what those are. So how can we come alongside them and best support them in that? Yeah. 
So what does that really look like? So at NeighborLink, we're mm -hmm. obviously a nonprofit, and the sure. traditional model is, you know, you have a, a diverse budget that's made up of donors, sure. private donors, individuals that feel like they, mm -hmm. they're giving anywhere from $20 to, to tens of thousands of dollars because sure. they believe and buy into our mission. And then, you know, we have various corporate partners that have some different levels of, you know, maybe it's charitable giving that they're, they're contributing to us, or maybe they, they look at it in terms of this helps our business. And so coming alongside with like a mission alignment and then, sure. you know, most funding for nonprofits may come from like traditional foundations and organization mm -hmm. that has a specific cause or uh, social topic. Sure. How does it, and it really puts mm -hmm. NeighborLink into the to the organization of going out and really pursuing these dollars or adjusting our programs or writing grants to these foundations. Mm -hmm. uh, describe like maybe practically how does yeah. Ambassador look at uh, partnering with this organization where it seems much more relational upfront. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I kind of mentioned about those systemic needs. So kind of our strategy within our nonprofit investing is coming alongside organizations that are solving systemic needs through transformative solutions. So the kind of the innovative piece. So not only are they solving those systemic needs, but are they doing it in a transformative way that could potentially be replicated in other communities or other um, areas within even maybe our community or other um, smaller communities around, um, really, and then in our desired areas of impact. So that. Um, for us right now, there's a lot of work that we're doing with community development and early childhood um, education as well. But really, I would say what's a little bit unique about our investing model is that it's very customized and that we work with the organization, those organizations that are solving those systemic needs and really find out what are their needs. So there's a difference between what we might per be per you know, saying these are the felt needs versus what are their, um, their actual felt needs. And so we really try to work with um, the organization to say, okay, we do give, you know, contributions. We do invest financially into mm -hmm. nonprofits, um, but there's a lot of other different ways. So whether that's through our community engagement programming where we're equipping our, our team in order to give back. So we're kind of investing our, our people, our people capital, our relational capital into that organization, or whether it's through our um, collaborative initiatives, which the Seed Challenge is one of those ways where we're inspiring or hopefully kind of equipping mm -hmm. organizations to think about working on problems collaboratively and solving those together. Um, or whether it's just simply them kind of going through our traditional um, investing process with our kind of due diligence processes we have. but. I would say that whereas some of the customization is a little bit different um, than a typical foundation, I think a lot of the funders and foundations in our community are now taking a similar approach, which is really exciting to kind of now be a part of that that group that really wants to to come alongside organizations and the kind of the I think the game changers that are in our community yeah. and really how do we best support them. So it looks differently depending on what the request is mm -hmm. and um, how we can best support them. So I mentioned kind of those we say we have five T's, areas okay. of investment. So one being treasure, which that's the one that we definitely do invest in and that's important for organizations mm -hmm. and we realize that. Um, but there's also, we have our time, we have our talent, um, we have our testimony and even our temperament, who we are, which those kind of pieces can be played out with our employees. Um, but also just through testimony, which is why we love this, because this is the community sharing, you know, through this series, sharing their testimony and being able to use that to impact and influence others. And it is an investment and um, might not think of it in that way, but yeah. there's a lot of other different ways that we can come alongside organizations besides just financially, even though we do realize that that's an important piece. Sure.
Tiffany, how does how does the ambassador or how has it gone the last few years as far as discovering some of those felt needs and some of those systemic issues you talk about? What's that process been like? Yeah, well, it's definitely not an easy process. Um, I would say one of the main ways that we do that is really just by talking with the organizations. That, like I said, the nonprofits, the organizations in our community that are doing the work, they're the boots on the ground. They're the ones that are um, most in touch with what those needs are. So being able to talk with them um, through their lens kind of help identify those. I think also a lot of our foundations in the community um, have a good good sense of what that is and through a lot of research of our own. So um, I think it's, it's a combination of really bringing all those people to the table and saying, okay, what needs have you been identifying? I think one way that we've been able to identify a lot of those needs is through the Seed Challenge because We've heard of so many new projects yeah. and so many um, new areas of impact that people are wanting to have that we might not have even identified ourselves, mm. but by opening up the door to kind of have a, a fun contest, if you will, or a way for nonprofits to think about it in that way of, okay, what is what is a project or something or a program that we could implement that really will deal with that root issue and that solve that need? And that's how we've learned a lot about them. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so the seed, seed grant process has, mm -hmm. has in a way been, been a, been an innovative way to even sure. like gain understanding mm -hmm. like uh if an organization really has some idea that they haven't been able to get to right it's really designed for that right absolutely yeah one thing that we completely um are aware of and, and try to be aware of is that it's a lot of times with nonprofits, it's not easy to always kind of go down that road or think of through those, what are those creative solutions? Because it is, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business. I mean, you're trying to, you have the day to day and if there's a small staff or not the resources available to even be able to think creatively down that route. Um, so kind of giving them the opportunity of, okay, who else can you partner with that can come alongside and, and there's kind of an intentionality around it, um, wanting to be able to provide that opportunity and that space for them to be able to do that. Um, which, yeah, I think it's, it's again goes back to that mutual value exchange where there is a value for them because there is, you know, an award associated with it, a financial um, investment for the winners, but also for us to be able to kind of get that feedback again from the community of what, what those felt needs are and what are the gaps in the community that they're identifying and how can we best, best support those. Yeah. You illustrate one of the things that I've been learning at NeighborLink over the last uh, 10 years is this idea of, you know, really wrestling between the idea of charity and development. Sure. Like, what does it look like um, for to exchange or to, to see improvement? And oftentimes, especially in the service based volunteerism, it's really set up very transactional. Sure. Uh, I've identified what resources I'm going to choose when, when I'm going to give. Somebody's asking for help. I get to decide right. how right. much. And, and we really come, come at that like a very across the table. Mm -hmm. The person needing help is often, you know, trying to get the most that they can with the least sure. amount. And they're selling their need. And I, as the resource, am trying to protect as much. Even though I have an interest in it, right. <laughs> I'm still trying to protect my time and my resources to not sure. overextend right. myself. And so it becomes this negotiation, right? <laughs> uh, which at times can can generate the relationship and the impact that you want. Right. Oftentimes it falls short because mm -hmm. we're so protective in the relationship that once it actually starts to happen, we. Uh, get kind of messed up by the process and right. you realize all these ex unmet expectations are right. communicated. Right. And we've been trying to do this as an organization and training our volunteers of saying, how do you, how mm. do you begin changing the approach right from the mm. beginning of saying, think of it in terms of sitting on, on the same side of the table. 
and saying, this is our problem and this sure. is your problem that we're trying to meet. Yeah. What is that problem fully and tell us more about it. How'd you get there? And figuring mm -hmm. out what resources we then can do together. Sure. And so I've seen that mm -hmm. uh, in ambassador's approach of saying, we're gonna take a more of a patient approach. Sure. Uh, we're gonna sit across the same side of the table, look at the issue sure. together. Yeah. And then if we're still on the same page and feel like we can help, maybe we'll move forward from there. Is that? Sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of goes back to that collaboration piece, which is kind of a buzzword and can be hard to practice. But I think you brought up a good point with kind of the transactional piece that can come along with, especially with requests for funding and between funders and nonprofits and just making sure that it's not a transactional relationship. We want something something deeper than that and realizing, hey, we're all on the same page here. We want what's best for the community. Um, how can we then partner together? And maybe we're not the best partner to be with them, as you mentioned, so that that's totally fine. How can we maybe make a connection or how can we connect you to someone who would be um, a better fit and really can support the work that you're doing? Um, it just, it might not, we might not be the best partner, which is totally fine. We don't need to, you know, have our hands in everything or be, yeah. be the partner in everything, but just being able to realize that it's kind of continually going back to the why. So it's easy to just focus on the what and the current, um, the current problem or the current need, but kind of why are we doing what we're doing? And it is to have that transformation. It is to have that impact. Um, and so kind of continually bringing it back to that, I think for us has been helpful as we evaluate, you know, different requests or different partnership opportunities that we have with nonprofits in our community of, okay, what's the why we're wanting to have that impact in our community. And um, there's so many great nonprofits and so many yeah. great work that's being done. So how can we support the ones that align, but then also give resources or connections to those who maybe don't align as well with, with what we're doing. I'm sure that's even some of the, the, the challenge in it all. Like there mm -hmm. are a lot of great organizations For and there's sure. certainly a lot of systemic needs that Absolutely. are going unmet. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this approach is at least helping try to narrow those down <laughs> yes, with, that's with the, the skill goal. set and the vision, right? Sure. Yeah, that's for sure the goal. So what do you feel like as Ambassador Enterprise, as a philanthropic private equity firm, yeah. what, what, is it, what does it look like for AE mm -hmm. or to be a good neighbor? What is, what is being a good neighbor as yeah, an, an organization that has resources and has a desire and a t team of highly skilled professional people trying to mm -hmm. make an impact? What does it look like for an organization like AE to be a good neighbor? Yeah, so I think from a team perspective, our team members, um, one of the ways that I guess we could, I think a great example of this, so a book in our onboarding, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's called Leadership and Self-Deception, but um, the basic premise of the book is that people tend to step into what's titled the box, where you can sometimes tend to view people as objects and obstacles rather than um, really an asset or a partnership and once you do that that dehumanizes them and that can lead to a lot of different you know conflicts and a lot you know obviously a lot of negative uh, implications of that and so I think our employees being a good neighbor is that intentionality with not letting yourself go down that route so no matter what they're doing whether they're interacting in the community or interacting with each other even within our organization um, constantly making sure like how am I how am I viewing this situation am I you know looking at people as how can we partner together how can we be more relationally engaged or am I tending to kind of you know demonize if you will people or kind of put them in the box which I think sometimes is really easy to do I mean we have our lists of things that we want to get done we have our tasks our priorities and if anybody kind of gets in the way of that sometimes it can feel like they're an obstacle but really continually making sure that we're um, 
having the right perspective, that reviewing people in the appropriate manner, one of our kind of taglines, if you will, at Ambassador is that relational effectiveness drives organizational performance. Mm -hmm. So if we truly believe that, making sure that we're being intentional with that, that we're forming relationships within our team, but I think that goes to the community as well. So as we have the programs and the, the ways to empower our team and equip them to be more involved uh, in the community, just taking that concept even further of, okay, how are you intentionally making sure that you're in the ways that you're serving, not you know putting people in a box, not viewing them as, as obstacles, but really um, working together with them and, and being intentional in that way. Yeah, well, so Tiffany, you mentioned a few times about some of the intentional kind of employee development mm -hmm. um, aspects in an yeah. on-ramping process. And I know that personal, professional, spiritual development's mm -hmm. a, a really high value ambassador. Sure. Share a little bit more mm -hmm. about, about that because I think it's probably a little higher than, than most organizations. Yeah, well, from what I've um, kind of witnessed in the, the few years that I've been with Ambassador is just, it kind of goes along with that relational effectiveness drives organizational performance um, and that belief that we have at Ambassador. So what better way to foster that relational effectiveness than really pouring into your team and investing in your team? Um, one thing that we also look at when we are looking at investments just in general is having kind of a three return model. So not only having you know a financial return, specifically on our for-profit side as we're sure. investing, that's important for sustainability, but also looking at what cultural and eternal returns are we having as well. So cultural meaning, you know, how are we, how is it bettering mankind? How are we affecting the culture around us and just mankind in general? And then that eternal, more kingdom-focused um, return. And I think one of the greatest ways that we can um, kind of attain some of those, because the culture and eternal ones are definitely the hardest ones to attain sure. or to get there. I think one of the ways that we can do that is by investing in our team and giving them um, the opportunities for development and giving them the opportunities to give back and to serve. And um, I think it's a huge, huge blessing, a huge investment on AE's part um, for what they do for the team. But I think that is, it drives or wanting us to have a healthy culture, a healthy team. And I think when you have healthy people, um, that leads to greater organizational performance that leads. You have to kind of take care of the people and the culture first in order for it to uh, impact performance. So what are some types of things, like corporate engagement and employees doing this professional development? I know you guys offer some pay time off for, for employees to be able to go out and serve and volunteer and kind, yeah. of, kind of go where they want to go mm -hmm. or where they're being led or called to and, yeah. and or to explore. Mm -hmm. uh, what have been some impacts of that type of work? Is there a story or something like where an employee's come back or has changed or a yeah. team has volunteered together? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, there are a lot of different opportunities for the team to be involved. One thing that we um, just started probably about a year ago, it's kind of one of our newer programs, is called uh, Impacts, based on the verse in Acts of it's more blessed to give than receive. And this was kind of an, a fun, just we try, wanted to try it out last year, see how it went, an incentivized way to um, encourage our team to be more involved kind of during a month time frame. Um, and so based on how many hours that a team member volunteer with a nonprofit, they could earn money for that, an organization of their choice. So for instance, you know, five hours could be, um, you know, $100 to that organization. Yeah. And then the more hours they uh, volunteered, the more money that they would raise for their organization. And it was also to inspire team members that might not be as involved in the community to become involved. It's an easy kind of way. We gave them a lot of different opportunities, resources, organizations that they could be involved in, um, involved with quickly. 
And some of the stories with that, it was really cool to even kick it off. We had some of our team members that are have been involved in nonprofits a little bit more long term and regularly volunteer and so we had them kind of similar to like a TED talk or whatever we kind of asked them some questions or had them speak in front of front of our employees of how were they involved what did that mean to them kind of what difference has it made and and I really think due to that or as a result of that we had some team members that had never really been involved that got involved through this program or through just um, the impact of hearing how other team members are involved that's one thing that we try the whole goal of community engagement, all the programming that we have for our team members to be involved in the community is that it eventually becomes organic. So it's not something that we have to yeah. you know, push or incentivize mm -hmm. or equip our team, but that it's just something so core to who they are and what they believe in that it's natural. They don't even need necessarily time off to go volunteer. They don't need a match in order to make a donation. And so to see a small piece of that coming to fruition of saying, yeah, our team is, or by getting involved in impact there, um, or impacts, they're volunteering now regularly. They're getting involved. And we had a couple team members that through that program are saying, I volunteered once with an organization and now I'm continually committed to volunteering with that organization on a, on a regular basis, which is in my book is a win yeah. because even if it's one or two team members out of all of them, it's still, it's getting a new person engaged sure. in a way that's meaningful to them, um, is aligns with their passions and who they are. Cause that's one thing in really all of our programming is we don't necessarily, we'll give them the resources, but it's never, you know, these are the organizations we recommend or that we yeah. want you to be involved in. It's very, um, geared to customization of what is meaningful to you because we recognize for long-term engagement yeah. it's got to be meaningful for them and it's got to be something that they're passionate about that's great are there a couple of quick resources like if there was a another mm -hmm. small business or even a bigger corporation looking at trying to adapt and create some of these impact programs that work with them are there there are a couple of resources that come to mind that yeah. somebody could check out that's a good question that's something that we've kind of been going back through and seeing okay how yeah. did we develop all these programs and kind of the model and we have come up with kind of a rough sketch of a model but sure. um i would say resources for us one of the best resources is talking to your team so seeing okay what are the ways that your team wants to be involved so if you're finding that okay maybe the majority of your team members are giving donations to um, nonprofits, or maybe the majority are using their time and volunteering, that can kind of give a good gauge of what could we offer them um, first that would be most impactful and most used. Mm -hmm. So if it is a match, then maybe start with giving you each employee. It doesn't have to be, you know, we give ours a thousand, but it can start at, you know, 500, 100, whatever that amount is for your, your team to say, okay, great, we already see you doing this. We want to encourage that on even a greater level or greater scale and giving you the tools in order to do that. And then from there, even being able to grow into some of these other um, programs, but really just for us being in touch with what the employees want. I mean, there's programs that we might try that might not, you know, connect as well with our team that we thought, you know, was a great idea and why wouldn't you want to sure. use it? But if it's not truly the ways that they want to be involved in the community, then they're not going to utilize the programs as well. So I think the team is the greatest resource. You can interview them and see, okay, what's impactful? What's important to you? How can we best yeah. equip you? So spend some time, start polling mm -hmm. and asking questions. Right. Yeah. Get, gain that information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the, one of the key themes in this, uh, entire series for me was trying to illustrate different ways neighboring's happening, mm -hmm. uh, in a variety of different communities. Often we it, neighboring or being a good neighbor gets mm -hmm. left to just thinking about where we live in the neighborhood context. Sure, sure. But we think that there's a lot of different ways and really trying to figure out that it's more of a mindset and a position of someone mm -hmm. than it is the place that they're doing it. Right. So to, to wrap up here, I'm curious, like Tiffany, what does, mm -hmm. what does it look like to be a good neighbor at Ambassador 
from like an employee trying to be a good neighbor inside the whole organizational culture of like inside inside ambassador? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say even for me personally and how I've experienced this at ambassador would be being a good neighbor is presence. Um, so even, so I, I'm not originally from Fort Wayne and moved from Michigan um, about four years ago and just having the presence of my team, my fellow coworkers, being able to, you know, whether that's invite me to a church that they're attending or invite me to an event. Um, I think sometimes we define, you know, neighboring as a list of activities or mm -hmm. a list of, these are the things that you can do to be a good neighbor. Um, when really for me, and I think for a lot of our team, it is just being there with the person, being able to say, inviting them into your life and say, come on in and let's, you know, experience life together, I think has been a huge, um, I think it, it, it assisted with me assimilating to a new city um, in a much more smoother or a smoother process than it would be otherwise. So I think even within our team, I see that of just, whether it's people getting together one-on-one -on -one that you see in our cafe where they're just catching up on life and they're just saying, how, you know, how can I best support you? And they might be on completely different teams, but they're, you know, how you seem like you might be having a stressful week or, yeah. you know, how is it we do something every um, Monday morning, we have a stand up where everybody, the team leads report on what each of the teams are working on. And then at the end, we split up into groups of three or four and we share um, some prayer requests, some things that the team can be, you know, praying for you about. And I think that's a great way to be able to intentionally think about that throughout the week of, okay, it's a team member that I might not see or might not interact yeah. with on a daily basis, but there's some key areas that they need prayer for, ways that I can support them and um, just being present in their lives. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So a mm -hmm. way for you that you've experienced is people just being present and right. realizing, yeah. yeah, we got work to do, but right. we're all people and right. a place to connect. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for taking the time to share yeah. some more information about Ambassador. I'm sure there are some people curious and wanting to know yeah, like I absolutely. am. And <laughs> thanks for leading the charge and thinking intentionally about what it, what it means to be a neighbor. How do we do this as a business? How do we even do this inside our own our own offices? So, right, yeah, we're always willing to learn. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks for tuning in to Neighboring. Hopefully that there was uh, some elements of Tiffany's uh, conversation that, that connected to you and would love for you to follow up and uh, share or ask some questions. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Neighboring is presented by NeighborLink, a volunteer organization that connects vulnerable neighbors with neighbors looking to help. Neighboring is produced by Punch Films, a national full-service video production company based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Creative direction by Lindy Bazil and Lindsay Ray Porter. Music is by Metavari off their recent album, Symmetry. Be sure to visit neighboringpodcast.com to watch or listen to other episodes.